Last time on Montreal Sauce. He's like a villain, but instead of petting a cat, he just has like a baby in his arms, and the baby just like sits there and picks at a mole. So, Tina, I hear you're like addicted to Orphan Black. Oh my God, it's my favorite. I think about it a lot during the day. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be that way. I used to be that way, yeah. So we didn't end up, it's not the end of the season, right? This last one? No, I think there's one or two more episodes left, but I think it's close. Okay. But yeah, I'm, it's funny, like after all this time, uh, I love, um, I love the, uh, what's her name? I love the, uh, Sarah Allison. (laughs) I love the bonehead one. Which, isn't that what she was calling? Oh, Meathead? Yeah, Meathead. There you go. Meathead? What? <clears throat> yeah. The blonde. The uh, Russian. Yeah. No, the Russian. Oh, that was so sick. <laughs> it was sick, but, like, I love her now. Because she's, like, she went from, like, complete psychopath to, like, weirdo. Yes. I love Helena. Helena. Yeah. I, I love Yeah. When they show her and she's, like, screwing that doll head onto her <laughs> scope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i love the episode where they had a little road trip and she was like i'm having fun sister <laughs> oh yeah and she's eating the beans and then she must stop farting yeah yeah that was weird after you know her she was like it scared me the way that they shot her scenes and stuff when she was the psycho crazy one that's after everybody and it was all blurry and had that crazy music right she- yeah she reminds me of um she reminds me of a uh Joss Whedon character where um you know they were they were one of the nasty bad guys early and then they become one of the uh more fruitcake good guys later like Spike. on in the uh in the series <laughs> like Spike and Buffy yeah good good call yes yeah, and um, Tony was an interesting little shocker. Yeah, Tony was an interesting one. But uh, I'm really, I really love like Felix is one of like my favorite. Felix, Helena, and uh, Allison is just so quirky. What, who's Tony? I don't remember Tony. Tony was the uh, Tony was the man, the male clone. That was the, really weird. The the clone who I guess. She was a she, but she got um, gene therapy. Is that basically what? It, or not gene therapy? Testosterone but, um, therapy, testosterone, right? Yeah, they right, have yeah. a picture. They have like they just they show her with the needles. Yeah, that's that's really cool. But um, it was it's kind of funny. Like they, it was made like such a big deal, like in the media after the episode, and I hadn't actually seen it yet. And so then when I sat down and watched it, I was like. Okay. <laughs> like I didn't think it was at all like crazy shocking or whatever, but I no. guess perhaps this is like one of the first sort of like mainstreamish shows to sort of feature a character like that. But then it just all the blogs were like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing." And all the uh, what entertainment websites were like, "Wow, what does this mean for the future?" And I was like, "He left at the end of the episode." So why is everyone freaking out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I w- I'm wondering how um, cuz Orphan Black doesn't doesn't strike me as we always talk about this almost every week how there's uh there's throwaway episodes of a lot of these uh, but Orphan Black doesn't strike me as the kind of uh um show where they're really doing they they don't really do enough episodes to have too many throwaway episodes cuz so I kind of wonder what Tony's that episode is setting something up for something right. to happen with Tony, I assume. So it'll right. be interesting to see where um, he plays back into things. I thought it was an HBO show or like BBC or something. It's, I, I don't, you know, I've been watching the news and stuff just because um, there are still things that, that really upset me on the news. But yeah, I didn't know that it was mainstream at all. Well, it, it's... um. It's a BBC America show. Oh, okay. So that's what I thought. Mm. Okay. But I feel like so many cable shows these days are sort of more mainstream than. Yeah, they, they, they are. It's interesting how much the networks have kind of lost um, ground. It's because they suck. (laughs) They don't have the budget to make cool shit like BBC America. I don't like tax all of their citizens in Britain to have a TV. It's it's actually not related to the BBC in any way, shape or form, but the name. So yeah, BBC America. um, Sometimes, I mean, a lot of times they license stuff that is made by the BBC, but exactly. um, It's actually part of the discovery TLC networks. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember when I learned that. I think I might have learned it when I was uh, researching uh, possibly Orphan Black for a blog or something. I was, yeah, I think that was it. I was listing a bunch of like, I did a blog on a bunch of shows from the BBC you should be watching. And I listed that one. And then I found that out and I was like, uh oh. So I had to put a little note in my blog like, okay, technically this isn't a BBC show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know that. Yes, but um, uh, yeah, I'm actually sad that the season will probably end soon. But I was thinking, like, it's not going to happen. But I feel like, kind of as you touched on, Paul, that Orphan Black is one of those shows where they do have a plan. It's not sort of like Lost, where they're just like you get the feeling, and maybe uh, they had a plan. Yeah, but you get the right. feeling like they had no idea, and it was just like episode, they wrote like chip pay t- to paycheck. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, I feel like they do have a plan, but it would be really interesting, and it's been done before. But if they did something crazy like um, Battlestar did where they just jumped forward like two years or something. Or um, if you watched uh, Joss Whedon's Dollhouse, like in the last season, they sort of like jump forward into the future, like many, many years into the future. Like I'd be interested to see if like Orphan Black did something like that. where like pretty much like 85% of the future world was cloned. So everyone looked like her, like a Terminator movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be kind of crazy. <laughs> that would be, yeah. But um, that was just my crazy uh, fan fiction idea that <laughs> I will write up. Yeah, that would be... Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out... I 
it's an interesting show because I don't feel like I really know where it's going. But like you said, I do feel like they have a plan for where it's going. They know where they want to take this story. But I don't, I don't get this. I don't feel like it's being telegraphed like I do with a lot of other um, shows, uh, like Agents of Shield, for example. Um, right. And not the and you know, we talked about we talked about how Agents of Shield seemed to get a lot better the second half of the season, especially the second half of the second half of the season. Um, but even then, like all of those episodes, if you watch them, it's like you get the sense of exactly what's going to happen. It's not. It's not like um, the next episode really surprises you in any in any way, right? Oh, it's so hokey. <laughs> it is. It's like it's trying to be so good and sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's, I agree. I mean, it, its purpose, much like the um, the Netflix series that they're doing, that kind of also live in the same world as the you know as Iron Man and the Avengers. Um, I I really feel like their purpose is to keep people in tune with that universe so that you want to go see the the movies. Right, I wouldn't want to go right. see the movies if they're anything like the Agents of Shield dump. <laughs> well, and that's the, you know, and that's the sad issue that then DC is now making the race to make some TV shows and like tie things in with their movies too now. So um there's been a lot of uh, talk about that because I think they have a show coming out soon. And then um, there has been talk about like the Batman Superman movie or whatever, having some sort of tie into a future show. And Ooh, I'm that like, sounds oh. good. Well, not a show. The movie sounds good. Nice. Yeah. Ben, a- ben Affleck in a super suit. Oh, shit. Ben Affleck? I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a puss. How are they going to make him a badass? I know, right? Yeah. You've just summed up basically everybody's feelings about this. Ben well, Affleck see, you know Batman. why? You know why everybody's upset about this? What was the last thing that he was in that it was so awful? Daredevil. Daredevil, yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I can still smell it. It's so horrible. Oh, I totally agree with you. <laughs> Sorry. I often, I often <laughs> complain about Daredevil because it was just like, Everybody, everybody is like, oh, I've been casted as a hero. I guess I better go bulk up because this is my job. Or like Tom Hanks is like, oh, I have to be stranded on a desert island. I guess I'll lose all my body fat and just look like a dying man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like all these actors do that. And like (laughs) Ben Affleck's like, oh, I'm Daredevil. Cool. <laughs> so then there's like a scene in the movie where because Daredevil has all these awesome senses and he can hear things, he has to sleep in a watery coffin to stop all the noises. And so he's like taking off his costume and it's like, "Oh hey, it's me, Ben Affleck. I'm the guy you met at the bar last night and the lights are really dark. I'm just getting dressed now." <laughs> and you're like, "He's a superhero? He looks like he just like was on a bender." <laughs> that's awesome i was like man what an astute <laughs> so, so like the new batman movie it's gonna be like all costume right you just never see him as bruce wayne he's just always <laughs> yeah. batman it's like stuff in your bra that's just not fair right <laughs> I, it, what would be awesome what would be even better is if um 
if Ben Affleck had like body doubles for those scenes that he had to take off his clothes like a lot of women do in Hollywood. That would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like he takes off like his cowl in the bat suit and it's like obviously like a man 20 years younger and more tan. (laughs) (laughs) They could use that Captain America technology to put his head on his body. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Like in fact, they can save some money. I don't know if it's probably not the same studio, but they can save some money just using like the Arnold Schwarzenegger body from Terminator Salvation. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> Arturo suggests that perhaps there's a Batman cowl under his cowl. <laughs> right. I'm never not Batman. <laughs> Are they going to do his voice too? Yeah, that would be better. Like if Ben Affleck was just like hit a bit like squeaky Southern gay accent. <laughs> I don't well, want to do the Christian Bale thing. Yeah, as Christian right. Bale sounded weird. Oh, y'all! I'm gonna have to kill you. <laughs> Is the same guy playing Superman that was in the last movie? I don't know. I would assume so, but yeah, I think so. I think he is coming back. As because I thought originally it was going to be oh yeah this is the sequel to Superman and then it became like oh no it's actually going to have Batman in it and then it became yeah it's going to be Superman and Batman and then but then I just heard recently and I didn't actually click any links or do any investing into it but I heard that there's going to be like there's like another Superman movie in the works already so huh I was kind of wondering if they were going to mix mix it up a little bit like universal why universe wise like a lot of comic books do like oh this movie has nothing to do with those other movies because right. it's from a different quote it's unquote a different universe. universe right yeah which really confuses movie fans <clears throat> how come spider-man can do that he can't do that right <laughs> right oh no this is the amazing spider-man not the ultimate spider-man <sighs> did that come out yet the new one the new Spider-Man, yes. Okay. We have not seen that yet. But oh, okay. In fact, I think it might be on um, I don't iTunes know. now for rental. I'm okay, sure. I was oh, going to say. Like yeah. We'll watch that tonight, maybe. I'm sure you're right, actually. <clears throat> yeah. I actually, while I've been working, um, since Jonah was on the show, I've watched like a ton of uh, DC and a few Marvel animated features. And um, I actually recorded a video blog of one of them, like a review of one, but I haven't edited it. Edited. <laughs> edited. So, uh, and then Marvel is really interesting because we were complaining about their animated features are never good. And what they've done lately, like in the last three years, is they've used some uh, company who produces anime to make their movies. And they are like super cliche and probably deserve a review from me as well. So (laughs) I watched like some Avengers one with like Punisher and um, and uh, what's her face? Scarlett Johansson. Um, <laughs> oh, um, uh, it's not the Black, Black Widow. Widow. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I watched that, and then I watched another one that's totally unmemorable. Oh, I watched Iron Man uh, Technovore, which I never really wanted to watch. It's been out for a while, but 
I was like, okay, let me give another one a try. And they were like the same formula. It was like edgy anime villain, like maybe not even a villain in a normal um, Marvel universe. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but they were just, it was just a lot of uh, anime for the the sake of anime and bad scripts. So it was like they relied on the drawings instead of actually having good scripts like a lot of uh, feature anime has. So. So, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was just like a lot of like I'm staring at you like Twilight for sure. like ten minutes. And hey, you know <laughs> what? That means we have to draw less. So yeah, yeah, that uh, has been my um, adventures as of late. I don't think we've seen any movies. We saw the Grand Budapest Hotel recently. That's about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. We were watching. Um... Well, we were rewatching um the latest or the most recent, I should say, um Sherlock Holmes with uh Robert Downey Jr. Um very different obviously than the BBC's Sherlock. Uh but fun. Um but we still haven't made it all the way through it. We <laughs> we watched the first half of it twice now. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and it's something that we've seen before, so it's not like we're compelled to finish it. We kind of know what goes on, but, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything more recent than that, that we have watched, but I don't think so. We haven't been in the movies since our, uh, our double header a few weeks ago that we did. And what, uh, is there another show you guys are into? Did you say, uh, orange is the new black. Ah, we're also in, getting into you're working the O's. Gotcha. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're working the O dot 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 black um, set. We have we have like settled into such a routine, which is kind of uh, probably going to sound completely normal to you. But uh, <laughs> as a married couple, we are like in such a routine. It's just like all of a sudden at nine p.m. Like, we both sort of, like, gravitate to the living room and watch something on Netflix. <laughs> <clears throat> this is our together time. And, yes. Uh, yep. And so um, I knew the new Orange is New Black episodes were out, but I was like, uh, I'm kind of worried when my mom is going to be here in a couple of weeks. Like, how are we going to do our cuddly time together? Like, I'm sure that won't offend my mother, but I just don't. We're, like, so settled into, like, old married couple routine. Like, I can't imagine being out enjoying the city past 9 p.m. Sure, yeah. So I'm like, what shows could we watch with my mother? (laughs) And I was like, possibly Orange is the New Black. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, right. So I'm like, maybe I'll just let that one chill a little bit. I'm still trying to get her caught up on um uh on Captain Jack, but uh Torchwood, but Oh it, yeah. It's very tedious watching. <laughs> 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 the episodes aren't bad, but they're just um I remember I enjoyed watching them before, but it was never something like maybe like something I'd want to repeat, like a battle star or something like yeah, yeah, we um we have been going back and rewatching some of the um David Tennant era of Doctor Who's. 
And I would say there are even a lot of episodes in that era where it was like it was fun when you watched them the first time, and then you just aren't really that compelled to go back and watch a lot of them because they some of that is that throwaway episode phenomenon well it's like oh yeah this is the one where there's the bees and this is the one where there's the whatever the thing is and you end up like rewatching the ones that are like okay this is the big one with the daleks and this is the big one with the cybermen and they're fun and you know kind of cool stuff happens i almost feel like even though i like david tennant's doctor a little bit more the matt smith ones have more rewatchability just because of the um, the level of production that went into them. Um, the David Tennant specials, maybe too. Um, I, I do find myself watch, rewatching the Christmas specials a lot. Um, but Torchwood has a lot of that. Like there's a lot of continuing storyline that happens in Torchwood. Um, but at the same time, like it feels like, especially in the first season, there's not a lot of like remarkable episodes that you really want to watch. Um, when you go back and like surf through the show titles and look at the descriptions and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and you just don't like, you're not compelled to go. And so then if you are like trying to rewatch it with somebody who's watching it for the first time, you're kind of like (laughs) tediously sitting through these episodes that you're like, yep, I remember all of this and now it's done. Yeah. Yep, it's uh, <clears throat> it's an exercise I've taken on just because I, like I mentioned on the podcast before, there's like another season that I did not know happened. So I would like to watch that, but I have to catch her up first. Yeah, um, is that the um, the children American. of the children of Earth? No, it's, or? it's past that. Oh, that's right. That's right. There's a new. Um, yep, stars. Um, apparently acquired their rights to that show when BBC dropped them and they produced a season and it all happens in America basically. Yeah. And they have, I think his name is Omar Epps. Okay. Um, he's like sort of their American liaison. Cause I watched like the first two episodes before she caught me, um, (laughs) said I wanted to watch Torchwood. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so he's the guy from like uh, the Eight Mile movie, or better yet, probably people remember him, I believe, from that ER TV show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll did, have to watch that. I forgot about that. Did we lose Tina again? Yes, we did. I can hear her brushing her teeth in the other room, actually. Oh wow! <laughs> it's it's you know what it you know why it's because you yawned. Probably. So I actually uh, heard this on a, another podcast, um, Supercharged on 5x5, but um, I don't remember where he got it from, some website. But uh, <laughs> but the idea is if you feel like, you know, in this day and age, I hope Arturo is listening, if you feel like somebody is watching you, like, you know, because you're super cool with your computer skills and (laughs) nsa is after you if you feel like someone in the room is watching you then a a good thing or you know as our friend arturo might be looking for a nice lady if you feel like someone might be (laughs) might have their eye on you you're supposed to yawn or fake a yawn because then if they yawn then they've been looking at you oh 
And I was like, oh my goodness, why did anyone never mention this before? That is a really slick trick. That um, is, yeah. And I'm telling you now, the listening audience, because I never leave the masturbatorium, so <laughs> I don't have to worry about people watching me. And if I do, I just turn on the webcam. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, so the yawn, that's a good trick to find out if uh, someone's looking at you. So, you know, next time you feel like uh, that person that you just yelled at at work is uh, right. giving you the stink guy, just yawn. If they yawn, then you know. Sometimes I feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> I don't have the... Uh... I don't have that song in my iTunes anywhere, so oh, I, just, I, I just had to go ahead and sing it. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, hmm. Michael Jackson did the um, chorus for him, but I can't remember his name. Right, right. It's like something cool, too, of course. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I am... That was nice of Tina to join us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm uncertain if she's going to decide to return or not. She left the door open, so I'm kind of thinking she might come back. But she's prone to needing to kind of get up and move around. So I it wouldn't it doesn't surprise me that she's kind of in and out. <laughs> Rockwell, that's who it was. I had to Google Rockwell. I've decided today um, <clears throat> that my uh, my my tag, if I was a graffiti artist, would be anxiety. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But it's not because I would have anxiety because I think I might get caught. It's because I'm a perfectionist and I would have anxiety about getting my tag just right on a wall. <laughs> It it's a tag that looks like the word anxiety, but it's been scribbled over several times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and it uh, it has a um, sad looking, like really pensive, like scratching his head, uh, duck bill platypus uh, laying next <laughs> to it. Yeah, every reason because I said. Yeah, I actually, um, I did a modicum of preparations for this show, as I usually do. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, if if Tina comes back, uh, or we can, we don't have to, because we can always use it in another show, but I have another quiz prepared. Oh, okay. Um but yes. So nice. yeah, C file. Um, yeah, that sent me into a little anxiety loop when that stopped working all of a sudden. <laughs> um, otherwise, oh, that's what I wanted to tell you. Um, as far as a calendar, again in the ArcOS forums, I think is where I saw it mentioned. Um, is a calendar called Bical. B-A-I-K-A-L. I'll put that in the show notes. Okay. Um, and what intrigued me about it when I went to their webpage, uh, actually, yeah, I went to the webpage, but then I just um, 
I managed like the link in the ArcOS forums or just in Google when I Googled the name. I came up with someone's post about how they installed it on DreamHost, and I use DreamHost, and I don't have a private server through their service. Um, so a lot of times when I find things that I could install on a server level and really take advantage of my uh, host, I can't because I don't have my own server. I'm on a shared server. Yeah, yep. And a lot of times, although I have a lot of access that I probably don't use on that server, I typically there's always something like, you know, curl is disabled in PHP or something. So <laughs> Yeah. So a lot of that stuff doesn't work and I, I haven't delved into it, but you know, I always think, man, I pay for hosting. I use the hosting, but I'm sure I could make more use of it. Well with Bical, um like I said, someone had installed it on DreamHost and seemed to be working, so I gave it a try. It's really nice is obviously you can deploy it as you would on a server or you can download the whole thing as I did um, and then upload it FTP and just like in the folder, then you just direct yourself to that folder and set it up. Nice. And so I firstly, I downloaded it just to try it out. And like I said, I was super excited. It was something that would be working on my hosting. Um, and I misinterpreted it. It's a Calda- Caldav <laughs> uh, <laughs> setup. So I thought because it does have a GUI for setting things up, I thought maybe there would be an actual calendar GUI that I could direct oh. myself to. But it's not. It's just strictly Caldav. But sure. you can set up users and calendars and contacts um, right there on your hosting, which is pretty slick, I guess. Um but I was wondering, like, uh, I just mentioned it to you. I was just curious, like, I wondered if there was sort of some uh, code or something uh, to do to display, like, a, a CalDAV calendar, like, on the web. I'm sure there must be something. Yeah. Um, I can remember looking into this a while ago because I needed to replicate. Um, I was trying to take... Um, uh, in my coding at work, there there was a, a module that we had written that like would display a list of events, and uh, we wanted to have a way to serve um, uh, like VCal compatible um, files so that you could download like an invite into your calendar or whatever. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we. Um, I was doing a bunch of research on CalDAV and the various standards that have to do with um, what that stuff looks like. And I do remember finding a um, a similar just kind of PHP. Um, it didn't do the CalDAV part of it, but it could subscribe to or read um, CalDAV um calendars and you would just have to like in the configuration file you would give it the url to the calendar file that it needs to read um and then it could pull it in and uh and display it for you on a calendar um it wasn't really i don't think it was really an interface for adding additional events um to the calendar so it wasn't something where like you would have an account and you would go use it just like google calendar 
Um, it was more of a, like read only. I can get to this page so that I can see what my calendar looks like today. Or if I'm sharing a calendar publicly with a bunch of other people, I could go to, I could share this page and it would show them, you know, all of my upcoming whatever. Um, I can't remember what that was called though. It was written in PHP and I imagine that it's probably, I think even at the time I looked at it, it was already fairly long in the tooth, uh, which is why I, uh. I didn't end up going forward and using it, but I would be surprised if there aren't other things out there, um, that are similar in nature. And obviously since you're, you're using shared hosting, you probably need it to be something along the lines of, you know, a PHP package that you can upload a la WordPress style and, uh, and more or less be up and running with it at that point. Well, I, I only mentioned, uh, that to you just because, uh, that was a conversation we were having about this show as if we could have a calendar to display guests. And uh, so originally when I downloaded Vicel and I thought it did have a display a module, I was like, oh, if this works, you could throw it up on the Montreal Saw server and we yeah, have a calendar yeah. that we could both have access to. Um, but then after I realized it didn't, I was like, oh, okay. And then I started thinking, well, I'm sure there must be something if it was like something you're interested in, which... You know, I I was like, it'd be just as easy to use a Google Calendar or something. But then you did just mention, you know, if it, if it was a display only thing, that might be interesting as well. But yeah, that would be that would be fine because we could use we could use the CalDev thing, and I could add, you know, I could add an account and a URL to you know my calendar app on my computer or whatever, so that we could. Um, we could coordinate the calendar that way, and then we could just have a have a display only thing on the uh, on the front end somewhere. I think that would be that would be um, a good idea. I know Google Calendar, and I'm not a huge user of it um, these days anymore. But I know Google Calendar does have like a a um, embeddable widget where you can say take this calendar and display it on a web page and basically you're just like taking an iframe and sticking it in a page and it shows a calendar for for public consumption um so that's always a possibility for that too but i do think that would be a good idea um so that we can so that we can promote our upcoming guests on montreal sauce yeah that's right um we have uh justin next week and then jacob after that yeah, that will be uh that'll be sweet. But yeah, I um So we have we have Justin on the 26th, right? That's correct. And then um are we skipping a week again and then going and then um Jacob 2 weeks after Justin or Jacob the, the very following week? Uh, I'm sorry if I didn't pass it on. Yeah, it should be we're skipping a week. Let okay. All right. Check. Uh, yeah, Jacob. We would have have a a lot of episodes in the can. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's on the 10th because I also figured the Thursday, like, in there would be like the third of. Oh, yeah. Which could be problematic. Could be complicated, yeah. Yeah. So So the fourth is on a Friday. I'm sure that won't result in any major injuries over the weekend. No, not here at all. <laughs> no, not, not there at all, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so now that I'm using... Let's go bike, celebrate the buffoon's independence. Yeah. I think I mentioned that on one of our first podcasts was how my wife was like absolutely like astounded 
by the amount of fireworks in Michigan, of all places, which is barely... Well, I think the laws have gotten a little easier in Michigan as of late, but... Yeah. yeah. She was absolutely, like, almost terrified, like, on the 4th (laughs) of July when she was in Michigan, because they don't do that here, so... um, Yeah. They have Canada Day, but they don't allow fireworks. Like, they don't sell them. Sure. It's, like, sparklers and those... Um, sulfur-smelling snakes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Canada. I mean, to be fair, it's too cold for a fire to work. So right, right, <laughs> it's understandable. <laughs> right. There's just not enough oxygen, actually. Yes. <laughs> so I vote like I uh, I vote that we. Um, like this fall, we uh, invite uh, Arturo to come on the show. And then um, the idea being if we do it in the fall or even the winter, if he's on the show, we'll just go on a road trip and do the show live from his place where it's warm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being a guest on the show and putting us up and feeding us. You're feeding us, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Host the show. <laughs> Montreal Sauce does living room shows. There you go. It'll be like Dignation back in the day. We'll all sit on a couch with a video camera in front of us. Yes. Talk about the tech news stories of the day. <laughs> yes, I like it. Any excuse to go to the warmth. Mexico and uh, Florida are favorites uh, for um, Canadian travelers because they're warm. Yeah. Yep. I like the, I like the idea of Mexico because you're just skipping the United States altogether. Just like, just fly over it. I oh. believe it's. I believe it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> I mean, like. For whatever reason, as I have been one to buy many flights to the States back and forth to Canada, it is super expensive. Like, I really think my wife and I, instead of coming, like, maybe next Christmas to visit everyone, could probably fly to Europe for the same price. Wow. So, it's... That's pretty extreme. For whatever reason. I mean, maybe Europe is pushing it, but definitely we could go to, you know, because we're close enough to, like, I think... Hawaii is like the next airport where a lot of things end up. So we're close enough to go to a lot of different tropical places. Um, Living here in Edmonton for a little bit cheaper than it would be to fly anywhere in the continental United States for whatever reason. Hmm. Yeah, Arturo concurs. It is like super cheap. Canada to Mexico. Those two countries are like, yeah, we get each other. You know, Canada's like, (laughs) Canada's like, hey, we want to get send some people there to get warm, and Mexico's like, "Hey, we we need to import some ice for ice cubes for all the drinks here." Right. <laughs> You're flying over one fence. You might as well fly over two, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which reminds me, I figured like uh, if Sean was here, we'd end up somehow talking like uh, Archer, which would then lead to Frisky Dingo, which then. Now that we're talking Canada to Mexico, makes me think of Frisky Dingo again. Because at some point when uh, he's running for president against 
against Killface, he wants to br- build a bridge. That's like his solution to the immigration problem in the States is to build a, build a bridge to Canada. That's right. So it like goes <laughs> over the entire United States to Canada for Mexicans. That's so right. they're no longer illegal immigrants. And now I have to find Frisky Dingo and watch it. Boosh. <laughs> It's good. It's it. Um, I'm annoyed that they did not to choose to continue making it. Yes. Not that Archer is uh, is bad because they pretty much all went and just made Archer instead, right? But um, uh, I would like to. I would like to have had some kind of like conclusion to the story instead of a cliffhanger, and then we're just moving on. <laughs> well, yeah, and then they. So- I think it was concurrent with the last season, but they went so far as to even sort of try to make like a show um, starring the Exticles. Right. Yeah. But they never made more Frisky Dingoes. Yeah. (laughs) I could too make Machete Squad up a squad (laughs) leader. (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, from uh, Machete Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Wendell X. <laughs> so many a- good quotes from that show. It's okay. Where's your pants? <laughs> and then, like, the only voice I can probably do from that show is Killface's son. <laughs> we can't ever go back to Arizona. <laughs> My God, it's like Arizona all over again. <laughs> oh my God, your ant farm keyboards are all over the car. <laughs> That's when we've hit like the geekdom where we're quoting other shows. That's when it's time to call it quits. <laughs> yeah, so we've got uh, we've got Justin coming up next week. This is true. And then uh, two weeks after that, we have Jacob. To, yes, probably to talk about Arc OS, but also probably to do some kind of Canada quiz. Right. <laughs> I'll have to pick, like, another country altogether that neither one of you know anything about. Yeah, there you go. Iceland. <laughs> find, I'll find a made-up country from a TV show or movie. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then if I get the answers wrong, it's okay. It's a made-up country. No one can be mad at Montreal sauce for that. What was last year's GDP for Notlandia? <laughs> 12 oh uh, sure okay next question <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. yeah <laughs> yes yeah I have to say I was quite um, surprised uh, about the performance switching gears again of uh, <laughs> of Raspian like it's uh just because my experience is not, uh, you know, it's not 
completely ArcOS on the R- Raspberry Pi. It's uh, it's mostly own cloud, which right is a real yeah. dog. So yeah, I was like, oh, look at you, Raspy, and you're kind of you're moving. You're I like snappy. it. Snappy, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny though. Like my Linux experience is completely um, my all of my Linux experience is completely dependent on computers that are completely underpowered. <laughs> I think if I decided to like go ahead and uh, make a partition and install Arch Linux on my MacBook, that I think my eyes would start to bleed with the speed and accuracy that Linux would work on it. <laughs> <laughs> and my MacBook's old. Probably. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny that I have a solid state drive and it takes probably nine seconds for my MacBook Pro to boot, nine to eleven seconds. And um my Crunchbang uh Linux, which is on a very old Toshiba seventeen inch computer that weighs more than my left thigh. <laughs> And has only like two gigs of RAM will probably boot up. I would say eight seconds later. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Linux is like a beast, right? Well, and it's running it's running OpenBox too, so it's it's extremely lightweight window management, right? Um, yeah, yeah. That's what I started to say when I asked you uh, what your Android development was like at work is because you were saying it's so cool that you can just slide in an SD card um, into the uh, Raspberry Pi and be working with something else. I was like, dude, this is why I was so addicted to trying out ROMs on my phone because it's like, oh, I've got eight minutes. Let me try out this. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Make a nano backup of that and go back to the ROM I was using this morning. Yep. It's really slick. Um, there's a lot of tools that make it even better, but like that's how I learned, and I'm an old person, so I hate change. So. <laughs> but yeah, there's like apps within apps now that you can yeah. Uh, yeah. play with different ROMs. And I'm like, no, I got to do it uh, this way because I like it. Yeah, no, we've left them just as straight Nexus um, Google Experience devices. Um, so they're as stock Android as it comes, right? Um, right. But I, this is one of those things where I, I'm sure, actually, I could probably um, find ROMs out there that are like, you know, the latest versions of Android for those devices. But um, it's really frustrating that Google uh, creates these um Google experience devices, or I should say works with vendors to create Google experience devices and, um, talks a big game at Google IO about how they're going to keep those devices up to date and, and running. They have these vendors on board with running, um, up to date versions of Android. And then it just never happens. Like I think, I think the Nexus devices that we have did get an update to go to four two, but, um, I'm, and I don't track Android all that closely, but I'm pretty sure that 4.2 is no longer the very latest that they could be running. And yet those those devices, um, even though they're, I don't know, they're two years old, they won't see another update. 
Um, yeah, my wife has the Nexus 4. I think it recently got an update. Yeah. But again, like, you know, she bought it from, you know, the tele, you know, co- teleco here. So sure, yeah. Buy straight through Google, but I'm assuming if the, you know, if they had an update, then Google at least had an update for it. But yeah. But that could have just been the 4 too, as, as lagging as some of these are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the. I, I, w- I wouldn't know because I'm not allowed to touch it. <laughs> that phone stays pure. Yeah. The tablet was, however, fair game. and She I've... just assumes that you're going to install a ROM on it just by touching it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll install some custom. Yeah. Don't you yeah. like this launcher better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't avoid the warranty when I first got it. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just. Uh, I'm. I'm so far gone in that Apple camp now. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just going to use it as a phone. I want it to work as a phone. I don't want to jail. I did. I did at one time jailbreak my uh, when I had an iPhone four. I jailbroke that um, primarily because the, it was before. Um, it was before personal hotspot became a thing that was in the operating system and it was, um, yeah, that, I mean, that was the primary thing was it was before personal hotspot became a thing in the system. But also even after that, if it was jailbroken, you could basically turn on your own version of personal hotspot that would use your normal data and you didn't have to like tell AT&T or Verizon that you were going to have a personal hotspot, it would just work um, quietly under the radar Um, (laughs) (laughs) instead of telling them so that they will turn the feature on on your phone. You could just use your phone as if it was your phone, like as if it was your property. Um, So, uh, but now, you know, now I have personal hotspot and work covers everything on the phone anyway so i'll just use whatever's built into it and i don't jailbreak it anymore that was like the last feature that i felt like made it worth jailbreaking unless you needed to unlock your phone because you were going to try to take it to another carrier or something like that um and now with all of the ios 8 stuff it's probably too late in the episode to start getting into all of the crazy um developer goodies that uh that apple finally got around to settling their business on uh at the at wwdc but there um there's a lot of great stuff coming in ios 8 a lot of which is uh is pretty unashamed uh, unashamedly copying at least the features if not the implementation of android um but a lot of things also that i think are um are done really well that android doesn't doesn't quite have yet so um there's some fun stuff in there coming up um that i'm looking forward to and then other things that it will just never have like nfc (laughs) well i think um uh i was commenting earlier that uh samsung um used to make those really funny commercials of uh of um a guy standing in line for the next iPhone and people chatting him up about the features and everything. And then it turns out he was just holding the spot in the line for his parents. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, like Facebook, the iPhone has, uh, has gathered a lot of the, uh, older crowd now. Um, 
but they they could lose that audience potentially unless like you just said you know you're kind of bought into the whole um the whole system now which isn't the word i was looking for but yes the whole apple environment with your ipad and your iphone and all of that but um that new Fire Phone by Amazon that just came out yesterday. Yeah. That could take some of the elderly away just because, hey, look, um, people, those people still buy books, <laughs> as someone <laughs> said. So they might like, you know, the tie to Amazon. Yeah. The 3D thing is, like, really silly to me and gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. But... um I thought it was funny, like their teaser video, which uh, one of the people I follow on Twitter um, said, why are all these people staring at their genitals? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> right. But then once I I got to see that, um, that, that feature, I was like, okay, that's cheesy. But then th- further in their little video, their whole Mayday idea where you can actually get someone like a live person via like a sort of a Skype like window or Facebook to help you uh, do something on your phone. That could be a feature that a lot of old people really get into. I think, I think that is the strongest feature of the whole device. Same as as me. A lot of the other stuff was sort of cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And what I've, what I've read so far of people who've had like review units and stuff and and have played with it a little bit, like the UI is not great. Um, like as a as a phone experience, it's not all that great unless what you're looking for is a phone that gives you a window into buying stuff on Amazon, um, and then you know has has really great technical support, which I do think um, they do really well. Uh, with the fire and I, and I know that my, um, so my, uh, stepdad has a, uh, Kindle fire and he loves it. I mean, he would not, um, he would not trade it for anything, but he does do, he does a lot of reading on it. And, uh, aside from that, he does a little bit of web browsing on it and, um, and he plays angry birds on it. And that's, that's pretty (laughs) much, that's pretty much what he does with it. But, but he loves it and, you know, good for him. Yeah. I, I was going to make a, a joke, but it, it's truly, I have to step back and say that one of the cool things about the internet, if I can set aside my snark for a second, is just, it's so massively big that something can be like a huge like market or um, trend and yet you'll never see it. You know, yeah, yeah, it makes me feel a little bit old. But uh, my example is like in their video for the fire phone, uh, I was like, they were like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Like when you look for something in maps, it has a Yelp review. And I was like, who uses Yelp anymore? <laughs> and then I was like, OK, you know, maybe people still do use Yelp and I just never got into it. But so that's where I, I set the snark aside for a second for that. But, yeah, I was just like, um, yeah, reviews with maps. That's, um, yeah, good job. That's <laughs> forward thinking, you know. But, yeah, the Mayday function seems like uh, the, the biggest thing in that. Yeah. And the other thing was, like, they have some sort of, like, 
uh, what is it like a Shazam feature or some kind of advanced like search where it's like, oh yeah, it knows exactly what you want. And I was like, that's gonna work as well as Siri and Google Now. <laughs> you know, some yeah. people have much success with those, but I'm right, just saying. right. What's more scary is how well it could work. You know. Oh, we're just going to leave your microphone on 100% of the time so we know exactly what you want. Yes, like right. The, like the Facebook app. Look at all the context we can figure out just by listening to every conversation you have. Now now when my wife has the Facebook app open, I like to say like random things. <laughs> sure do love horse shows. <laughs> <laughs> if only I knew where to buy some lederhosen. <laughs> then I just want to sit next to her when she goes onto Facebook on her computer and see all the ads on the side. <laughs> right. Yeah. Colette, we've noticed you like Lederhosen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine, mine on the other hand is like, uh, would you like to buy another Linode host? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, servers... They're trying to sell me servers through Facebook. I wonder how effective that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I often wonder that too. Like, uh, what kind of like, um, <laughs> you know, turnaround do you get on an advertised investment like that? Right. Penetration. Yeah. It doesn't seem viable. Arturo says, uh, like, the freaking Connect, which I've never actually looked into because I never had an Xbox, and then I married one, and I never thought about it. But um, for the most part, although now that I say it, I'm a little bit paranoid. <laughs> for the most part, it's not connected. So Yeah. <laughs> um, because the TV, all the wires run behind the drywall, so... Uh, I decided not to run the connect wire in case she wanted it. She's in the past taken her Xbox to friends' houses and stuff. So Oh, sure. Yeah. I usually just like bundle up the wire behind the TV and then she's like, it's not working. It's not working. I'm like, because it's not plugged in. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm actually excited about the new Xbox One bundle that they are selling or <laughs> the unbundle that they're selling, I guess, that does not have the connect with it. Um, because <laughs> it's, um, it is slightly cheaper, which is good because it helps me justify actually getting it. Um, especially considering the only thing, the only reason I would even be interested in an Xbox at all is for, um, is for Halo. Um, uh, that's really the only game that I've played on it that I have any, um, have any interest in really having one to play. Um, I'm sh I know that there's tons of other great games on Xbox, but I'm not typically like a first person shooter or sports game enthusiast. And so, um, a lot of the, a lot of the games that are on those are just ones that I'm not interested in cause I'm not going to be that great at, but I love multiplayer Halo, especially like the firefight, um, style maps. And so, uh, I have... I have thought about getting an Xbox One, especially with the announcement that they're going to do a... Um, hey, I think they're calling it the uh, Master Chief Collection or something like that, where they are releasing remastered versions of all four Halo games on one disc for Xbox One. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, so that one, that one looks interesting to me. Um, but I would not need or want the connect <laughs> for that. <laughs> Just it's for int- that. It's funny because I have the PS3 and, um, occasionally like at the store, like I'm always curious because I got the wife to buy the Xbox because we were gonna, she was like, I want to get more um, she's like, I want to play more games. And I was like, get a PS3. We can play together online and stuff. And I was <laughs> yeah. still living in Michigan. Yeah. I was here and she was really sick uh, or I was visiting in the summer and she had time off. And so we went and we went to the store and she's like, no, I'm getting an Xbox. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, eventually, I hope we're going to be living together after we're married, so then we'll just have one of each. And I was like, okay, that's kind of hot. <laughs> but I was like, why do you want an Xbox? And she's like, because I want the Connect. I love those dancing games, and I want to be active, and that could oh, be like exercise. And yeah. I was like, you just lost me. I can't help you with this purchase at all. <laughs> she's like, is this a good deal? Should I get it? I'm like, I don't know how this thing works. I don't care. <laughs> 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 that's like us with the we fit we've got we've got the the we fit dance board thing that uh every once in a while we crack out and and uh and do all that fun stuff i'm uh i am um nintendo for life right so i've owned all of the different nintendo consoles um including the wii u um i'm one of the 12 people that bought a wii u uh and uh we just got uh, Mario Kart 8 for my birthday, and uh, it is super, super fun. Um, I would say it's way better than the Mario Kart that came out on Wii, um, and I haven't even gotten to the point where I'm playing it like online multiplayer. I'm just, I've just like been playing through all the circuits to unlock the tracks and characters and all of that stuff, um, and it's, it's super, super fun. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I um yeah, I was just I never got into I just when we were talking connect, I thought, man, whatever happened to PlayStation Move? They're like, we can compete. <laughs> yeah. We can compete. Like you just never hear about that. And I still think they make games for it, but I just think it's really sort of dead. Um but but yeah, uh as far as like the the board the Wii Fit. I've never actually tried that, but I can say like the dancing games for the uh, Xbox Connect. Um, yeah, if you are ever online, anyone listening, and you want to play against me, just look for Winded underscore Fat Man <laughs> online, and I can play against you. Nice. It's like my wife will like have a party and a bunch of friends over and they'll just like do these little dances together and it's so much fun, which is funny because one of the most popular games, um, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, you know, there's like five of them. Um, they don't even show you dancing. They just show characters dancing and then the Kinect watches you make the movements but your movements aren't tied to anything on the screen besides the metrics that are telling you how good you're doing ah okay so you're really just watching a music video and it's just it makes me laugh like they're all like oh my gosh i'm doing so well and i'm like that's that character's gonna make those moves no matter what you do (laughs) it's showing you it's like a display of what you should be doing but that's 
not really you. You're yeah. not the yeah. red person. Um, but yeah, but they, they sit there and they're like, I'm going to do this one. I'm going to do this one. And like, there's like five of them and they're running around playing this game and they're like, your turn, Chris. And I'm like, I do like one and I'm like, all right. And they're like, do it again. I'm like, I'm done for the night. <laughs> I'm set. Thanks. I'm done. <laughs> Actually, I haven't played it since the uh, diabetes diagnosis and losing a, a few pounds or more. But now my big problem is, is if I don't eat enough because my diet is pretty much all vegetables and gross, disgusting things. Yeah. So if I don't eat enough, then I run out of energy even quicker than being a fat man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, wow, I don't know why I'm always tired all the time. And the nurse is like, because you haven't eaten enough carbs. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, oh, because carbs turn into sugar and I'm not supposed to have them. And they're like, okay, well, no, you still have to have carbs. And I'm like, no, I'm just a black and white person. We're done. <laughs> Give me my Soylent Green. I'm going totally I'll... paleo. Uh, yeah. Okay, it's about that time. Yes, it is. Kitty chatty. Yeah. We we For two guys who never play video games, we just <laughs> yeah. talk a lot of video games. We did talk a lot of video games. And I do have to say before we sign off that it was merely a mention last time about Kingdom of Loathing and you're like, oh, I'm going to play that again. And somehow you got me back into it. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I probably played like for five or six nights in a row, like, you know, getting ready for bed and just sort of like instead of reading before I turn the light out, I just like play it on the tablet for my 50 adventures and like, there we go. Sure. So I was like, <laughs> he said he was going to play, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll get back into it. It's just a funny game. And then I was like, no, I'm playing it. <laughs> There's and, a bunch of stuff in it that uh, that is new. I, I did uh, get a new character started, and I played it for a night. Um, and now I have to figure out what my login is because I tried to get back in again and I didn't save my login. <laughs> so nice. I have to e- I have to do the whole like email myself my login thing again, which I honestly I will probably do tonight while I'm exporting the quick edit of this. <laughs> right. But yeah. Um yeah, yeah I got back in and was playing it again. Yeah, there was stuff when I was playing it like I was like, oh that's new. But yeah, a lot has changed. I can't believe like they've just redone entire like zones. Yeah. Like yep. adventures and the drawings. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. It's and it's kinda cool. I'm glad that they continue to evolve it. It's funny, um, and then Sean mentioned in that same podcast through the chat room, uh, that he liked some sort of fantasy scrabble type game or yeah, whatever. Yeah, spellbounders. Yeah, and um, and we were talking uh, Kingdom of Loathing, and I'd completely slipped my mind. I think I mentioned it quite a while ago that I actually was a Kickstarter backer for Kingdom of Loathing's other game called Word Realms, which is pretty much Spellbounders. <laughs> and I have a copy of that, and I've gone through like one or two playthroughs, and it's it's fun. But cool. I totally slipped my mind, and then when I saw what Spellbounders was, I was like, oh, this is totally Word Realms, which is crazy fun. Yeah, yeah. But 
that uh, KOL game, I think they felt the pressure after many years of their fun RPG game online to uh, try um, Flash, and so that Word Realm game is built in Flash, I believe, <laughs> which is now not cool. Right. Anyway, that was the two hours, like, we should stop, so let's keep talking talk. <laughs> I with, am at Paul D on Twitter. <laughs> I was just going to say, with me as always is Mr. Paul D. That's right. I was going to do your sign out. Oh, okay. Totally throw you off your game. Nice. But, I've been and, joined tonight by at Sick Days, S I K K D A Y S. And, uh, and shout out to our, our, uh, our lonely, um, chat. Uh, person Arturo VM on Twitter. Yeah, one of these days we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get he and Jacob and um, Sean in the chat room, and then it's gonna be a lively discussion. Right then, there's gonna be a lot of quiet time on the air because <laughs> we're I gonna think- be reading the, <laughs> the chat room. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think we'll. I think over time we'll get better at reading the chat room and not immediately reacting to it. <laughs> Just kind of like caching that and mentioning it as we yeah. go. <laughs> I uh, I noticed you laughed when I posted something in there, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a new fun game of mine." Where's my keyboard? So I'm not making a lot of noise. <laughs> right. Yeah. Distract Paul. Yeah, we'll do it to each other. Yeah, it'll so be fun. Going to be in the chat room typing. Penis well, I think. Chat. Penis vagina, penis vagina. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I think what a lot of the like five by five has the has their chats and stuff, and uh, and um, I think the hosts actually tend to be pretty silent in the chat rooms because there's obviously a, a lot of participation in them, and so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of other chatter going on, and so it just kind of provides it a it provides background, and b it provides you know when there when there's those awkward pauses because we're not sure if it's time to change topic or something like that, you can get some quick inspiration from the ten or twenty messages in the chat room, and. Uh, either revisit something that was unclear because the chat room is obviously still talking about it or, um, or, you know, move on to that next thing. I think that's, that's something that the chat room can add as we get more people in there and, uh, and talking about stuff. Oh, sure. I agree. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not totally, uh, dependent on it or sad that it's not, uh, a huge thing yet. I just, uh, I, I do think it's, partially a useful tool as you just mentioned yeah i'm uh the other thing that i want to do is get uh one of those show bots running so that we can uh, be suggesting titles as the show goes (laughs) nice yeah i think that adds a fun uh, game to it as well gets encourages people to get in there and and uh suggest titles suggest links that that would be the other nice thing is people could suggest links um, and the showbot could catch those and and archive them, which will probably make your job easier as you go to make the uh, show notes later on. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> then there's like some jerk like me in the chat room suggesting bad links. <laughs> catch right. this showbot. That's right. Girls, one cup. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Nice.